It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, and relationships. That's what we're talking about tonight and every single night mm-hmm. on this show with our French romantic Simon Marcel. Hello. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Hello. Good evening. How good are you? Evening. I am great. Happy Wednesday. It yes. is hump day. We're almost through this week. So, Simon, <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you about something I saw today. Okay. Um, it's a story about a celebrity. I don't know if you know the group, The Chainsmokers. There's a guy in the group, right. and his girlfriend uh-huh. found this video. I don't know how she got this video, by the way. It's a surveillance video from like a hotel, uh-huh. and it's video of him and another woman in the lobby totally making out. Oh, no. So the girlfriend takes this video and blasts it all over social, puts it on Instagram, uh, yeah, yeah, puts yeah, yeah, it yeah, on yeah. her Snapchat, um, just dragging him, calling him out for his behavior. Uh, Obviously, they're not going Shameful be, behavior. Yes. Um, they've been together. They've been dating for a long time. The reason I bring that story up is because we get a lot of... You know, questions that come into the show via email or Twitter. Our Twitter, by the way, Simon and Angie, that's all our social media. Yep. And simonandangie.com is the website to get the email if you have a question. So we got a Twitter direct message that is very much like that about messing up and the public shaming which incor- you know happens sometimes when you mess up okay, um, yep. from the person you're dating. And I want to get your take on advice for this person sure. who sent us a message about it. So, you know, anybody in a relationship, a lot of times it's really hard if you need to vent and you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. People will go to social events, but that's not a good idea, maybe. So when we come back, let's talk about venting about your relationship on social media. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Tonight's topic is venting about your relationship on social media. Mm-hmm. We're all about relationships here. I want to hear your take on this. If you do it, if your partner's ever done it to you, 855-905-8255. We got a direct message on our Simon and Angie Twitter. Yes. Um, and here's the message that they sent, and I want to know your advice for him. Mm-hmm. Hi, Simon and Angie. Every time I mess up with my girlfriend... She puts it all on all social media. All the details go on social media. Um, she sometimes does subtweeting about it, meaning don't ever date somebody that does this. And then people will ask a bunch of questions like, what are you talking about? What's going on? So people will ask her and me uncomfortable questions. It's really embarrassing and unnecessary. How do I get her to stop putting all our personal business on social media? That's a good question. I would think, first of all, that social media, contrary to a friend or a shrink or us, you don't control it at all, and it, you can't take it back. What is the main problem once you start venting on your relationship, your couple, is that once you write that tweet or that Instagram, it's there forever. So every time you say something bad about your partner, you said something bad about your relationship and about yourself too because you love that person. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think... Having fun with social media is healthy. Saying bad things about your partner on social media is unhealthy. That's the limit. Fun and tease is good. Hateful, mean, and degrading or humiliating is not good. You're not in a court of law making, you know... Yeah, a case against your partner. What do you you think, Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's always a bad idea to invite people into your relationship. Whether... It's super good or super bad. Sometimes you want to scream from the mountaintops how in love you are, yeah. but then three months later, something bad happens, and now you have to explain why you're not 
so in love anymore. So it's a very sticky situation, especially when it comes to the bad stuff, because now you're inviting inviting opinions about what you should do. You're inviting other people into your relationship. Too many cooks in the kitchen. It should be between the two of you to work out. That's it. And if it's not the two of you... Your therapist, or you can call us, of course. But that's a key thing because how many times, mostly young people, when they vent and go crazy on social media Mm -hmm. and then they go back with their person and still love them, then what? Yeah. Well, I know uh, we we know a couple here at work that was dating yeah. and they're back and forth all the time. And I always know the status of their relationship because they'll subtweet on so, like, don't ever date someone from work or whatever it is. <laughs> and so now not only are you inviting strangers in, but you're also inviting all your coworkers into True. your drama. Oh, that's for sure. And you don't need opinions from everybody else. No, absolutely. So it's a privacy is invented for something and social media is the opposite of privacy, right? It's when you want to expose something. So be careful out there. It can be your friend or your enemy, social media. So how do you think that this listener, this gentleman, should approach his girlfriend about not going public with their drama in the future? I I would just take the example and remind her maybe little things she's done wrong when you never, you know, acted on it or never exposed her and said, would you have liked if I did that every time you did that? Would you have appreciated that? No, you did not. Right. So can you please have this rule? We agree. They have to agree together that, you know, fun and teasing is good. Anything else, keep it between the two of you. Right. Like I didn't sign up for a reality show. For everybody great, to, to gr- comment. Voila, great point. This is not the Kardashians. Like, let's keep some things between us. Absolutely. And you have to decide as a couple how far you're willing to share. Your relationship, your rules. you got to define those rules together. Exactly. And that's one of them. And then you stick by them. All right, I want to take some calls. 855-905-8255. What advice would you give him? Yeah. Did we give the right advice? And has this happened to you? What have you done to fix it? Next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about people that put their relationship drama on blast on social media. Mm -hmm. That is very unhealthy. You're inviting too many people into your relationship. It should be the two of you. Yes. Simon and I both agree with that. So I want to hear your stories. 855-905-8255. Let's go to the phones right now. In Tempe, Arizona, listening on Mix 96.9, here's Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Hey, guys. Bonjour. Hello. So you have a story about oversharing on social. Yes. So I recently just went through a divorce, and my ex-husband did not take it very well. In fact, from the beginning, even when we decided to separate, he just kept tagging me in these nasty posts. I'd already moved out, and so all our friends and family kept seeing him bash me. And then I finally just had to block him. He kept saying, oh, if you don't know, Carrie cheated on me. Wow. And it's, of course, fabricated. But he just did not handle it very well and made everybody else privy to it. That's sad and so immature, by the way. That's the word, and it's so immature. And how did you handle it? What Did you retaliate? I was so did you... embarrassed. At first, I was embarrassed for me and then embarrassed for Mike. But after a while, I I felt uncomfortable for my friends and family members. I'm talking aunts and uncles and cousins that we only see, you know, once in a while. And that's the thing. All these horrible things. And I mean, I was livid. Okay, that's the thing I want to talk about when we come back. Can you hang on one more second, Carrie? Because I want to um, talk more about the situation you have with your ex. Yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, that's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie.
Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about putting your exes or your relationship drama on blast on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, Simon and I are here talking with Carrie in Arizona. Thanks for hanging on the line. Um, Carrie shared that when she just went through her divorce, ex-husband got real nasty on social, was saying that she was cheating. And grandma's reading this. Uncle, co-workers, your boss maybe is reading this. The thing that that makes a difference is that you just blocked him, and I think that's so important. And if you're not doing the same, people are going to start to see who the crazy one is in this relationship and realize, okay, she's not retaliating. Here's a, a psycho. Simon, do you think she did the right thing by blocking him and everything? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Carrie. I think you did the right thing. You can't accept the unacceptable. So one aggression, one unfair statement or tag that you find is inappropriate, you block the person. Immediately. Immediately. And that's the only way. It's like this distance, this wall. Thank God we have that on social media. We can block a person. Mm -hmm. And and when you know your future ex is going a bit crazy, block him preventively even. I would do that. And your family knows you. They know you better. Like if that was happening to me, I know Simon would be like, I know that's not you, Angie. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure that your family and friends all know you. Yes. Yeah, well, his family and friends thought I was... Who cares? Who cares what they think? Yeah, but do you care? I mean, that's your ex. I mean, he's going to twist it. At the time, I was really hurt by it. Of course. Of course. The unfortunate thing is we can never control the news and the media that our ex is putting out about us. We can never control that. We can just live our lives and keep doing what we're doing and and hope that people know who we are better than that. Otherwise, I mean, that's one of the crappy things about social, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But I like the way she handled it. She I blocked it. I love the way you handled it. You that's, handled it great. That's the lesson. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks, guys. All right. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. You are listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, our French romantic, is here. I'm Angie Taylor. American realist. Ah. Keep me real oh, no. in case I get too romantic once in a while. Well, you can get very mushy and lovey-dovey. Sometimes I have <laughs> to sh- shake the reality and that do is, the equation. But I love that. That is true. Uh, SimonandAngie.com if you ever want to send us an email. And we do have an email for date or, or dump. dump. It's our favorite game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. I shouldn't treat it like a game, though. Uh, but it's our favorite topic because it is somebody's real life, so I should not treat it like a game, but somebody is dating someone, they want to know whether they should continue um, based on whatever they write yeah. us or if they should dump them. Exactly. We'll give you our definitive answer, date or dump. Mm-hmm. So this email comes to us from Susanna. Yes. She's listening in Ann Arbor, Michigan on 100.3 WNIC. Mm-hmm. Hey, Simon and Angie, I have a date or dump for you. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing this guy for the past few weeks, and earlier tonight I went to his place for the first time. He basically lives in a frat house for 40-year-olds. He has two roommates. They're all in their 40s. They're all divorced. And their place looks like a teenage boy's room. Star Wars figures everywhere. Uh, Playboys. Rock posters (laughs) hanging on the walls. Really? Game councils. All that stuff. There was even a Star Wars shower curtain in their bathroom. Oh, my God. He wants to go out again, but I don't know if I can even take him serious anymore. Should I date or dump him it's like arrested development going on in this place simon what do you think she should do susanna thanks for the email i think you should continue to date and i'm gonna tell you why because i think that you want to get to know him maybe he's a phase maybe he was rebounding from a bad breakup and he's being silly now but he's really to commit i would i would at least go for another dinner so i don't think the fact that you know he still lives there because some guys might lose it after a tough breakup and become silly 
Uh, but I would like you to get to know him. And I think if he wants to take you out again on a date, there's nothing for you to lose than sit down, have a good conversation, and then ask him, why are you living in a, frat bo- a fraternity with 40, other 40 years old? Why there is this, those towers figures everywhere, like a, like a teenage uh, room and all that? Then get to know him. But I don't think you should dismiss him right now just because of that. If the second dinner is still silly and not convincing, Angie, I think then it's a dump. But at this stage, I'm a romantic. I say give him a second chance and go on a date. What do you say, Angie? Well, I agree with Simon. One, and I'm Simon, Simon, I'm serious. One more date. That's it. And on this date, I want you to sit across from him and say, what's going on with the frat house? Yeah. Is this like the way you're going to live? Because I'm not, he might just be there because he needed a place to stay. Sometimes people get cleaned out in a divorce. And he was like, I need a place to stay. And he's he might be saying to himself, I can't stand this frat house anymore. I need to get out of here. He might want to get out, too. You remember Will Ferrell in the movie called Old School? Oh, yes. All right, you remember that? I love that movie. And how? And so at the end, everybody, you know, is rebounding and, and, and leaving the frat house. So maybe I watched this movie too many times. But Old School showed me that in time of despair, 40 years old guys might want to do that for a while, yeah. and then they still want to find love. I mean, if he was just shacking up for a minute until he got back on his feet, it's one thing. If he moved in thinking, yeah, Star Wars, we are going to party every day, and he's loving that environment, that is, that is no a, way. Agreed. So we one say date. date. Date, yes. With a huge asterisk, underline, double score, whatever, bold <laughs> lettering, one date. That's one it. Date. All right, thanks for writing in. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Uh, We just had a date or dump about a girl who went out with a guy. He's in his 40s. He took her back to the house. It's a frat house with a couple other single, well, recently divorced men in their 40s, Star Wars stuff. It's a frat house. It's like a boy house. And I said, hey. A lot of times when you're newly single, you want to, like, go crazy again. Exactly. So it had me thinking, and and I have a question for you, Angie. We've seen old school, 40 years old, middle-life crisis, divorced guys get together, frat house. What do you think women would do? So The equivalent. The equivalent. What is it for women if the same thing happened? Where do they go to? What's there? I'm going into my hoochie dress closet. I'm getting the hoochiest (laughs) dress. I'm calling all my friends. We are going to the club. For us, it's more about, you know, like wanting to feel sexy and get male attention again and feel like we're still desirable and we still got it sometimes. So I would probably do that. But it wouldn't last very long. I'm going to say that because I only need that for like maybe a couple of times going out. But after that, I think I would just be cool like making a place for myself and then I'll go like very inward and be like, I need to find out who I am again at this stage of my life. Let me watch Sex in the City reruns and drink wine. Would you go like old school went for younger women? Would you no. think women would go for younger guys? Absolutely not. No, okay. Absolutely not. Interesting difference. I just want uh, something stable. And to me, that doesn't scream stability. But <laughs> Okay. No, no, I got it. Yeah. I mean, that's just me. But I, I would go ham for a couple of days, though. I would go crazy. But <laughs> then I would get over it. All right. More of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, and relationships. Our French romantic, Simon Marcel, mm-hmm. and myself, Angie Taylor. Simon, I saw that you went to the Cavs game the other night, and you said you had a story for me. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So I was you know, sitting next to different friends of mine. At one point, surprisingly, this woman said to me very kindly, oh, I'm a huge fan of The Rendezvous, you know, Angie and you, blah, blah. So thank you very much. And then 
She said, so my boyfriend and I will listen when we come back from work every night. We listen usually to the first hour. Mm-hmm. And he has developed, for you, Angie, a huge crush. Oh. To the point where he mentions you a lot. If she says anything that you haven't said, Angie said that. And your good looks and your beautiful hair and oh, ooh la 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 la. So she reminded him <laughs> that you are married yes. to Jason uh-huh. and not available anyway. And then I said, what's the problem? And she said to me, do you think it's okay? And how can I handle this kind of celebrity crush? Uh, she's on upset. S- she's upset because Aww. he mentions you too much, too many times, according Aww. to her. I don't think it's never enough, but because it's you. But no. I, So anyway, he said. she said to me, how can I handle him when he talks about Angie all the time since she's in our car kick him in the in crotch the no what? Um, no come on no I feel bad that's not fun to hear that kind of stuff all the time I'm well, sure I mean you know everybody you have has a lot celebrity of crushes I'm not a celebrity first of all but everybody has celebrity crushes and I know my husband has them he knows mine but there's a comfort in knowing that most of these crushes are not attainable like you can never get to that person. It could never develop. It could never. It's kind of like a you know if you have a dream about a celebrity. I'm not gonna get mad about that. It's like whatever. It's a dream. You can't control that. That's but a good point. I want to talk more about this. Do you get mad if your mate has a crush on a celebrity? Are you jealous if they come on the screen or yep. they're in a magazine? Like oh don't look at her. Like whatever it is. Let's take some calls. Eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. When we come back. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're taking your calls at 855-905-8255. The topic right now apparently is my mate, my spouse, my boyfriend, girlfriend has a crush on a celebrity and it's driving me crazy. Um, That's right. You were telling a story, Simon, about the Cavs game the other and night. This lovely woman just told me how much her boyfriend likes you. Andy. That's crazy and because feels... A, I'm not a celebrity. Well, kind of. <laughs> no, um, I'm your friend. Well, definitely. But he, he feels like he knows you. You know, he knows about your situation. He loves the way you talk. He loves the sound of your voice. He loves your good look. And she told me it's becoming annoying, but I don't want to. How can I handle this crush on somebody he doesn't know? I know my husband has crushes on certain celebrities. I'd be annoyed if Jason brought up his crush all the time. Like, oh, she said this, or oh, she looked good in this magazine, or oh, did you see this movie with her? She looked so hot. I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, can you stop already talking about. Halle, whoever it is, like whoever the crush is, stop talking about them all the time. It's annoying. It just becomes it, annoying, even though I know it, it's not attainable. It's just annoying. Because like, do you think it's a passive-aggressive move to constantly use, like, a stick into you, you a little know, bit? I'll like, be honest. Whenever my husband brings up a crush, I feel like it's passive-aggressive, even though he doesn't mean it that way. But I'll take it as what qualities does he see in her that he wishes I had, meaning. Is she super smart? Like she's, you know, George Clooney's wife. I sh- should I have been a, a lawyer for like a, a government lawyer? Is she super like body like Halle Berry? Oh, maybe I should get in the gym. I'll start questioning yeah. myself I- and feeling insecure that I don't have whatever quality it is that she has. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly why when somebody uses a celebrity crush to, I think, attack you in a relationship. You've got to ask what's going on. Right. Right? It's what's the real message. That's the easy top of the iceberg, right? I mean, this well, person doesn't know you, Angie, so... So maybe I would say that. Like, what do you like about her that... And I, I don't even want to say that that is not me because that sounds insecure. Um, but, you know, with my husband, I would do the same. I would be like, well, what is it about her? I would be thinking about that. 
But at the same time, he's with me. He loves me. And I would say to your friend that you met that said that to you, yeah, yeah. take comfort in knowing that, you know, you listen to this show. My long suffering husband is always on this show. <laughs> your boyfriend would not be any happier with someone like me. I am crazy, crazy. So there's nothing, There's the grass is not greener over here in any type of way, but I understand the frustration. Yeah. Um, it would be annoying if it kept coming up. Just tell him to shut up. Like, it's annoying. That, tell him I said to shut up. It's annoying. I, tell him I don't want him sweating me from through the radio and that you're amazing and that I'm too crazy anyway. So, there you go. This is what I said. I said, you know, tell him to be quiet and, and if he's not happy with, with you, then... You can I'm leave. sure he's happy with her. But that's enough her. already. Yeah, yeah. But because honestly, I dated this woman who had a crush on Kevin Love, one of the Cavs players. It got annoying pretty fast. You know, yeah. Kevin Love and about how good his body was, this, that. And first of all, he's much younger than me. And do you and, immediately go, man, I wish I was in shape like well, that. I, like yes, you, you start do, being insecure. You, of course. Yeah. So then I, I, I got the, the, the trap and I said, that's enough now. Or try to find uh, Kevin Love and, and good luck to you. Because I think you got to shut down this trick. To use celebrity crushers as something funny, I don't think it's that funny. It's hurtful. It can, it can be playful if it's once or twice. Like, who you have a crush on? Oh, I think okay. she's pretty. But if you bring them up all the time, oh, that means now you're trying to tell me something. Yeah, exactly. You're unhappy with me. You need to tell me something. What is wrong? Right. Or shut up. Or shut up. Exactly. Voila. Well, I want to hear from you. How do you feel about this situation? Do you have a celebrity crush that you bring up all the time? Or does your mate, does it drive you crazy? 855-905-8255. Simon and I will pick up the phones next mm-hmm. on The Rendezvous. Thanks for listening to us tonight on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating romance. Now we're talking... Celebrity crushes, mm-hmm. when your partner has one and is a little too annoying about it, keeps bringing that person up, and you're yeah. like, whoa, wh- like what's going on here? Um, and I want to take calls about it. When does it become annoying? Uh, what is too much? 855-905-8255. Listening in Schaumburg, Illinois, on 93.9 Light FM. Here's Gemma. Hi, Gemma. Bonjour. Hey, guys. Bonjour. Hey, you heard our conversation. Do you have a story about I, this? Yeah. So I dated this guy. Um, and he was just like obsessed with Heidi Klum and not to mention that like, I look absolutely nothing like Heidi Klum. Oh, that makes a difference too. That makes a difference because you're like, wait, I am like Heidi Klum is eight feet tall and blonde and I'm five (laughs) feet tall and brunette. Like, what do you, why? Like, yeah. (laughs) So I like, which was just like super annoying because he would always talk about her and like, he would make me watch Project Runway and then oh my god! Saying, yeah, <laughs> and you're like Al Vitor saying, "Get out of my house!" Bye. Wow. And he would like talk about like her clothes and like how I should dress like her. The main thing here is yes, every dude thinks Heidi Klum is hot. So do we women? Okay, we all know she's a yeah. supermodel. She's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. When you start to say. Why don't you do this like her? Why don't you be like this? Why don't you be like that? It's like okay, now you've gone too far. Aggression. Yes. Aggression. I hope you're not with him anymore. Oh God, no. That's okay, no. good. Good. <laughs> Gemma, you're way hotter than Heidi Klum, and you're smarter because you listen to our show. True. I mean, I hope she does too. (laughs) All right. Um, Thank you so much for your call. I'm glad you realized that that was a bad situation. And we hope to talk to you soon again, Gemma. Thank you. Thanks, Gemma. Thanks, guys. More of The Rendezvous. I want to ask our executive producer, Jill, a question when we come back. Mm -hmm. Because she had a point about what Gemma said too. Like, I look nothing like her. Does that matter? That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie.
Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We were talking about celebrity crushes. Yeah. And when your partner has one, um, our executive producer, Jill, is here. She interjected during that conversation saying, well, wait a minute. I love your point because it's a good point. What did you say? I said, what if the celebrity crush is on somebody that doesn't look anything like you? Does that matter? <laughs> yeah, it matters. I had an ex who had a huge crush on Shannon Tweed. Do you guys even know who that is? No. Gene Simmons' wife. Yeah, the blonde, blonde. Oh, okay. playboy yeah. body. I, I look nothing like her at all. And I was like, why is he with me if that's his type? Oh. I don't understand. Well, I think the only difference okay. is that you have not blonde hair. Like, you've got an amazing body. You're like Shannon Tweed in that way. She, I don't think so. I think it was a complete different person than me. I just, I couldn't see it. Were you upset? I was upset. How upset? Pretty upset. <laughs> I could tell. Did you dump him over that? I didn't, but it was one of the factors eventually that happened. Yeah. Would it have made you feel better if he had a celebrity crush on someone that looked like you? Absolutely, 100%. Because, would you have encouraged it? I would have been like, isn't she hot? Yes! <laughs> I don't know what that it's is. It's always the same. Oh my gosh, it's totally the same. Like, if you look like me, I'll be like, yep. isn't she pretty? Yeah. Like, every now and then, my husband will find this, like, Serbian girl that he thinks is really attractive. I'm like, you can have a crush on a Serbian girl. I'm a Serbian girl. Okay, that's cool. It. That's okay. Yes. Like, Or you can have a crush on, you know, someone that's tall and brunette. I'm tall and brunette. Exactly. Cool. But you come to me with some <laughs> five-foot blonde little thing, and I'm like, wait, I will never be five feet tall and blonde. Like, what is happening? Where did this fetish come from? Love you guys. True. I mean, this is so funny. It's the mind of women. It's, I learn every day. Angie, Jill, every day. That's a good point, though. I'm glad that you brought that up, Jill, because I feel the same way. So for the guys listening, remember to keep the celebrity crush yes. very close looking to your wife or girlfriend. Keep yeah. it close to home. That's a good one. Yep. All right, more of The Rendezvous next. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You know, a lot of times, Simon, uh -huh. um, people need love dating advice when we're not here. And yeah, for sure. What do you do with that? I'll tell you what to do. You can call us anytime um, and leave a voicemail. Yep. We'll we'll answer it on the air if you have a question. Right. Simonandangie.com as well is our website. Um, and we do have a voicemail that came into 855-905-8255 that I want to get to, Simon. Mm -hmm. um, it's Drew who needs some advice from us. Let's listen to Drew. Hi. Um, my name is Drew. Um, I live in Ohio. And um, the reason why I'm calling is I have this person I like, and I can't really go into too, too much detail, but I like this person, and this person doesn't like me back. So I was wanting to know how do I overcome this. Thank you, and have a nice day. Uh, unrequited love, Simon. How do you get over what Drew is saying? How do you get over when you are really into somebody and they are so not into you and you know it? How do you get over that? You ask yourself, Drew, why am I attracted by rejection? What is it? Ooh, no, you just went all deep in therapy and I like that. Go ahead. It's you got to ask yourself, you can even write it down on a piece of paper. You think, why am I attracted to somebody who doesn't want me? And that question, as deep and painful as it is, we've all been there. We've all have to ask this question once or twice in a lifetime. I've mm -hmm. asked this question at least five or six times for me. It will lead you to the answer of not wanting this person. Because really, there is nothing in us that should be attracted by somebody who doesn't want us, doesn't desire us, doesn't want to be with us. Yet, like a dark force, sometimes, like a mag it's magnetic. Mm -hmm. You will do anything you can in the world to change that, that person's mind and like you. And that is some, something rooted 
way back when you were younger and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into it. But the result is that. Ask yourself that question. Yeah, I love that, Simon, because when we chase something that is telling us, point blank, I'm not into you, when we keep chasing it, the question is not, why don't they like me? The question is, why do I like them? That's it. I saw a meme that, I think it was P. Diddy posted. I'm going to paraphrase it. I saw it this morning on my way into work when I worked earlier today. Yeah. It said something along the lines of, if someone is not supporting you, loving you, or helping you achieve your goals, they should not be in your life. Right. And that makes so much sense because any relationship, friendships, business relationships, um, personal relationships, if they're not for you the way you are for them, you know, why are they there? They're only going to drag you down. They're all going to make you question yourself, make you insecure. So move on. Absolutely. It's very key question and us guys sometimes we are so stubborn and that- you have a winning mentality men are competitive like so- she doesn't like me I gotta win her over I gotta win and then you know when you see that when guys do those gifts that are ridiculous or try to buy out somebody's love or or become this big guy he's not or this and I've been there I've done all those mistakes and, and make them and then you don't realize that women will take a gift and we'll say, well, we owe them at least a couple of weeks of attention for this gift that they gave us. But you know that's not going to last. It's just it's just us feeling like we owe you a little something because you gave us something. But that's not what relationships are. I 100% agree. It's a displacement. So you go, if she doesn't mm-hmm. like me, she'll like my gift. Yes. Right? Or well, she'll like my flowers. money. Or she'll like my... I'm, I'm showering with attention. Exactly. So that she has to like something I give her. Right. But it still doesn't answer the question. And it's not you. Exactly. That bracelet is not you. It's neutral. Anybody can buy the bracelet, the exactly. flowers, the chocolate, anyone. She's telling you, I don't like you as a person. I only like what you're giving me. So you don't want that? <sighs> I wish I knew that when I was 16 years old, Angie. If I knew that... I would, have, I would have not made I some, wish we knew mistakes. all of these things when we were 16 to avoid. We wouldn't have a show, though. <laughs> well, that's true. There would be no rendezvous show, <laughs> so we'd true. be out of work. But, right. hey, Drew, thank you so much for leaving that voicemail. You can do it, too, if we're not here. Um, we would love to answer your question if you need advice. 855-905-8255. More Rendezvous next. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie tonight. We had so much fun talking to you. I hope we did good work answering your questions about love, dating, romance, and relationships. Uh, 855-905-8255. If we're not here and you need advice, please leave us a voicemail. We just took a great one. Also, simonandangie.com. You can send us an email anytime. Mm -hmm. And also on our social media, Simon and Angie, anytime you want to hit us up, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. And our iHeartRadio app, search Simon and Angie. So if you missed any of the show tonight, hit up the website. We talked a lot of good stuff. And the podcast is there. Venting about your relationships on social media. That came from a Twitter direct message that we had. It's so ugly. When you bring everybody into your relationship. And then, you you know, if things start going well, you have to explain why you're back with this person that you were just trashing yesterday. Um, Having a celebrity crush when you're in a relationship going a little too far, bringing that person up all the time. like an interesting story there. Yeah. Why don't you dress like them? Why don't you act like them? And then unrequited love. That was our voicemail that we just got from Drew. I keep chasing this person that I'm really into and they're not into me. How do I get over that? And I said, don't be attracted by rejection. Don't chase a ghost. Don't, when you feel, and I've been there, so really learn from this one. When you, I met a woman in my life, I really liked her, she didn't like me back, and then I went all over the place, flowers, chocolate, gifts, 
and I failed miserably and I had my heart broken where I should have never, never be attracted by her rejection. I should have left and just become friends. Yeah. But I didn't want to hear this at the time. Maintain your pride. Because then you walk away and you go, not only does she not like me, but I'm out $100 or oh, $500, whatever you spend. You feel like a schmuck at the end of the day. It's hard not to, but you have to, you know, just... Somebody saying, I don't like you, believe that. Yes, please. <laughs> believe it. All right, more of The Rendezvous tomorrow night. Thank you so much for being with Simon Marcel and myself, Angie Taylor. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.